Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to Books and Stuff Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Zach. And this is going to be our first book club episode. Woo! Woo! It was a good book. Um, It is uh, the September book. And we are excited, as uh, Danielle and I just briefly discussed, that's probably how we're going to do it, is the episode discussing the book will be the first Monday after the month is over. Well, it was intended to be a bonus episode, but we just had a baby, so like, bear <laughs> back, with us. Back off. Yeah, and that, by the way, is going to be a whole separate episode because people have asked for it. It's not going to be a bookish episode, but we are going to talk about our birth story and how, you know, Maverick came to be. So you can look out for that. Probably one of the next episodes, if not the very next episode um, coming up on Monday. But this is the book club episode. And what book are we talking about? Everyone Here is Lying by Sherry Lapina. Another Sherry Lapina book and another banger. Yeah, so we both really enjoy Sherry Lapina, so we thought it was going to be a good book to start off the book club with, and this was a new release. So I have read, this is my fourth Sherry Lapina book, and Zach has read her entire backlist. I believe I have. There's some I don't remember, but well, because some of them start kind of get repetitive, but yeah. they're still like good. So this is, I want to say, how many it's she like read? Seven, like seven or eight. And I think yeah. this is my new favorite. Uh, what was the wow, other just one? right off the bat, giving it away. What was my, what was the other one that there not was? Not a happy family. Not a happy family was my top dog. And then I, I'm going to upfront say it now. I think this is my new favorite. When we get to the spoilers, I'll kind of explain why, because it's reminiscent of another book I've read, but we'll save that for the spoiler part at the end. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. So before we get started, A little housekeeping. Don't forget to check out the Instagram, the podcast Instagram. That's always linked in the show notes, as well as Zach and I's Instagram and our YouTube channels and all that good stuff. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen, especially Apple and Spotify. That really helps us out. It helps us grow. And yeah, we would greatly appreciate it. So the setup for a book club episode, we're not really going to talk about like current reads and everything. We're really just going to keep it to the book that we're discussing. So We're just going to jump right into this book. This is a thriller. This is a new release thriller. It just came out. Let me give you the date in July. So hopefully you've had some time to read it, even if you didn't, or even if you read it before we announced that this was the book club pick. I know a lot of people have said that they've read this book, and I think that it's overwhelmingly a positive uh, reading experience for people. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't really dug deep into like people's thoughts and reviews and stuff so far, but based off of what I read, it was a really solid book and I know Danielle really liked it too. It's potentially one of my tops of the year so far. Granted, I've only read 30 books when I think I'm probably supposed to be at like 60 or 70 right now, but, uh, you know, life happened this year and, uh, yeah. 
really good book and I don't know what yeah, you Yeah, we're probably not going to have too much that's not spoiler talk before we get into spoilers, but we will kind of like preface the book as a non or without spoilers. So, did you want to do that or do you want I mean, we can do it together. So basically, right off the bat, we're following William, who is this father, and he is having an affair. And the affair ends abruptly. Like, he doesn't see it coming. It literally, like, the first chapter, it's like, oh, I'm, like, leaving you. This has to end now. And... Um, yeah, the woman who he's affairing with. I don't her know name what... is Nora. By the way, there's a lot of characters in this book, which that'll kind of, we'll talk about some maybe like negatives. We don't have a lot of negatives, but I would say that that is like kind of our main one was there's just so many people to keep track of. Well, there's a lot of families too. That's the other problem. It's not like- You're following a neighborhood basically. Well, yeah. And that's just, it's the same thing as um, someone we know. Or yeah. something like that. It's, it's the same. very a classic recipe for Sherry Lapina. She likes a neighborhood drama. Yeah. And so. <clears throat> so basically Nora ends this affair. And so William is obviously like butthurt about this. He ends up heading home because he's like, no one's going to be at the house. This usually they usually meet up every like Tuesday afternoon or something like this is a weekly um, like normalcy for them. And so he's like, no one's going to be home. My wife is at work. And my kids are at, like, after-school activities. And so he gets home, and... Avery, his daughter, is sitting at the kitchen table. Or at the kitchen counter. Or, or she's home. And, and so Avery he's is thrown at, off. Yeah. He's thrown off. And she is a, like, troubled child. She's really sassy. She's difficult. She's very independent. And she's just a hard... She's a hard kid. And he's, like, not happy to see her, obviously, because he doesn't want his cover blown. And, you know, eventually it leads to, like, an altercation. He totally, like, slaps her um, because they, like, bicker about whatever. And so they both, or he ends up leaving the house. By the time he makes it back to the house, we find out... That she is gone. Avery has gone missing. The cops are at his house, and they've reported her missing. So that's kind of, like chapter like one is basically like the setup is basically he's having this affair and then you know like a couple hours later he finds out that his daughter is missing yeah daughter's gone he's you know kind of blaming himself which he should but at the same time what ends up happening is it's a situation where he's in a predicament where like he's had a past of somewhat abuse not like I feel like as far as he went with her this time, but he's had abuse in the past and the mom really doesn't like, like it all that much, which obviously you shouldn't. Um, and what ends up happening is she's missing. He's kind of blaming himself, but he's not quite sure what to do because it's everyone's presuming that she went missing coming home from school, that she never made it home to the house. Right. And so He's pretty much trying to cover himself up. So, yeah, basically they're being asked questions by the cops. Like, where were you at this time? Like, what were you doing and everything? And obviously William is lying because he's choosing to protect his affair instead of his, his instead of saying exactly what happened, which like you like he's presumably innocent and like not fully, but like um, he comes home and he is shocked to hear that she's missing. 
but like he just like cares or uh he doesn't want to ruin his family even though he basically already is going to because of a decision he made to be having an affair he wanted to keep it covered up and not like anything get blown out of proportion he makes some dumb moves in this yeah william you and i agreed that william kind of made some really poor decisions based off of this I mean, situation comes to hand, you just tell them the truth, especially when it comes to the daughter situation, because what ends up happening is they question them. They presume she went missing after school. But then one of the detectives is like, hey, this coat hook is like way too tall. Right. Like there's no way she could have hung this jacket up if she came home. So that's when they get to the conclusion, like someone was in the house. Somebody was here with her. And so and he stands by that he wasn't at the house. And they also have a son, and he obviously wasn't at the house either, because normally the two of them come home at the same time together from their after-school activities. Well, they go to school together, and then they come home together, and that's when he confirms with the cops, like, yes, Avery went to school in that jacket. Right. Like, that was the jacket she was wearing going to school. So that's what also leads to, okay, she was home. She came home at some point. Somebody tall was home. To hang up that jacket. And the cops are like a little bit on William's scent, but like not fully being like, we think it's William, like right away. Um, it takes a few kind of um, like de- uh, a few more like details and everything for them to like really be like, William is like so sketchy. Yeah. Um, but I will say their son, Michael, I feel so bad for him in this book because um, he just is like, I'm tired of the fighting in the house. I'm tired of Avery, um, like causing problems with my parents. And he's like, you know, he doesn't want to say anything that he knows because he just like wants to keep the peace. And he doesn't know like a whole lot, but he does share like a little snippet where he's like, oh, um, I have seen her like hanging out with like an older guy because the cops are going around and asking questions in the neighborhood. And one of Avery's friends was like, oh, um, she had an older boyfriend. She had an older boyfriend, but I never found like anything out about him, except all that Avery told me was they do grown up things. Keep in mind. Avery is nine years old. That's another big part of the story because it's seemingly like she's like nine, but she acts like she's like a teenager. Um, And so, um, yeah, so the cops are really stuck on this boyfriend theory for a lot of the book. They're like questioning a lot of like the guys in the neighborhood. There's like a neighbor who is an autistic boy and he like flies a drone around and everything they start with him because um, well, I think that's the one girl's uh, brother, the one who said, oh, yeah, he's got an older boyfriend. I think that kid's the brother of that girl. I no. think. Oh, no, the he's an only he's an only, kid. only child. OK, um, well, and, so, and this is what we mean. It's so confusing. There's so many families, so many kids like you kind of start confusing who's who. But her friend who talks to the cops does have an older brother and he is someone who they question heavily um because that's the one that they think um she's been like sneak or that's the one where michael was like i saw them in the treehouse like one afternoon together when i came in like um came to find avery or whatever so um he's another one of the guys who they focus heavily on and then also the son of nora who's the one that 
uh, he's having an affair with is also a really prime suspect for them because someone an anonymous tipper calls the police station and says i saw avery get into this car with this person driving it yeah the son's name is ryan like i said a lot of characters well i'm glad you at least remember the names i only remember william and avery so zach read this sooner in the month i finished it at the very end of the month um so ryan blanchard who is like i said the son of the woman he's having an affair with they he's like a prime target for them because of this anonymous tip and they're like um the tip seems legit because of everything all the information we're finding out someone's the older boyfriend yeah someone said they saw this car it's the exact same car that he has and um like the timeline worked out with like um the person who called it in was like, I saw him driving at this time. The cops questioned him. Like, what time do you think you were driving around? And he like answered the question and And they're like, and it fit the time. Perfect. So, and it, and meanwhile, the whole with Nora's family, her husband, I can't remember his name. He knows about the affair. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, that sounds right. He knows about the affair. The guy's weird. He follows them to the motel or hotel like every single time. Every single week. And just sits in the car and like waits. waits. for them to leave. So it's kind of weird, but at the same time like. Yeah, they have a weird dynamic. Yeah, it, it's it's a couple that shouldn't work out. But regardless, I would say, you know, that family has its trouble. Like every family has got some sort of like trouble that you run into or like something's going on that's kind of like mm-hmm. weird. I will say so another huge mistake that William made no he's not saying the name of the person he's having an affair with he's kept it to himself because he's like I don't want to ruin her life and a mistake huge mistake that he made was um he like had a secret phone call on there they each have a burner phone that they've hidden um and they have a phone call and Nora's telling him like the cops are questioning my son now. I and they think that he, um, that Avery like got into his car or something. And so William is calling his wife and telling her like, and giving her an update basically. And they're like, the cops like think that it's like Brian Blanchard because of this, you know, like, in or because of this tip they had. And that wasn't public information. That was something only the cops knew. And that Nora knew, or like that family knew. And so that was a huge mistake because, like I said, that wasn't public knowledge. And that's when everyone and finds he, out and who he reveals his it. affairs with. Yeah, he reveals it to his what which what was his wife's name again? Aaron. Aaron. She he reveals it to her and she's like, I didn't know that. And she goes over to that house and like corners Ryan. Well, well, so I think William, when he made that call, I think he thought that his wife already knew. Yeah. And so he made the call and was like, they're questioning him. Like, da, 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 da. and she's like, what? And he was like, oh, you didn't know. Right. <laughs> so I feel like he kind of thought people knew. And so he kind of threw himself under the bus with it. But yeah, no, the wife ends up going to the house and like corners Ryan and is like, starts attacking him too and then nora butts in and then that's when they like search her house and they find her burner phone hitting hiding an event and at this point they've already found what's his they've already found williams in his car and so he comes clean pretty much like the next day when he comes in for questioning yeah after well yeah he comes clean with the police and then afterwards like 
it's clearly obvious that that's who he's having the affair with. Mm -hmm. Although I think he reveals he's having an affair to his wife, but doesn't say who it is. Right. And so then finally, that's when she finds out. And that's when he's like, yes, it is with her. And then the wife kicks him out of the house. Yeah. So he's staying at the hotel. He's staying at the hotel. um, And he used a different name at the hotel. So that way he like didn't get known Mm -hmm. uh, there. And so he stays at the hotel. And I think Nora kicks out her husband or like her husband just kind of like leaves on his own to like reflect on some stuff and like. He starts thinking that he like might actually want to kill Nora. And so it's like seeming like, oh, maybe he's the one who actually did it because he has this killer instinct. But so basically everyone is lying. Everyone has secrets in this neighborhood and the cops are just starting to question everybody. I think that we should get into spoilers because we're like 15 minutes in. And I think that we should talk about what our like revelation was in this book now. I have to preface this by saying if you have not read or seen Gone Girl, don't listen to the rest of this if you don't want any spoilers for that book or movie. Because the book that this that we think plays are this book kind of mirrors. It's got strong, strong Gone Girl reflections of Gone Girl. So if you don't want any spoilers spoilers for that check out of the episode now because it's about to go down yeah so and i've been wanting to get this off my chest for a while so, so three two one you so pretty much what ends up happening is the woman who gave the anonymous tip is the woman who has avery now the surprise avery... is avery is perfectly fine She's hiding out in this woman's basement. After being hit by her dad, she left to go to this woman's house, which she had been to her house before and had cookies and like knows her. And she pretty much says, I want to stay with you because I'm, I want to like get back at my dad. Secretly, the woman who is holding Avery has a crush on Avery's dad and knows about Nora and his affair. So So, she's trying to get back at him, too, by keeping her captive as well. So Gone Girl, obviously, Amy Dunn is alive. She wants to make her husband pay for, quote unquote, murdering her, which obviously didn't happen. And the person who's keeping her captive is Neil Patrick Harris. I don't remember his name. So she initially runs away to be on her own wants nothing to do with anybody but then at some she point she calls in help but at some point something goes like something happens oh no she gets robbed yeah she gets robbed at like a not like a trailer park but like a campsite yeah. type place and so at that point all of her money's gone she's got no she's got no funds so then she's like okay let me go find neil patrick harris's <laughs> character i can't remember his name either yeah i can't either and so he go she goes to him he's all really weird cuz he's got a super crush on her and like, you know, obviously it's not the exact same, but, and like I said, William portrays Nick in this case, because Nick makes a bunch of stupid mistakes, he having, an, an affair. having an affair, but obviously, you know, Avery's a little girl, not his wife, but like the similarities are like strong. Like so basically, you kind of get that vibe of like, William is Nick Dunn and Amy Dunn is literally like, Avery running away from home. 
Yeah, so basically Marion, who's the neighbor who called in the tip. That's what her name was. And who's holding Avery. The tip that she calls in is really believable. The cops trust Marion because of the story that she laid out. She was like, um, you know, Well, she my tries husband... staying anonymous twice. So yeah. she calls a second time and they're like, well, why can't you come in? And she's like, I don't want to. And then she's going to come in. She doesn't come in. And so finally she says, this is where I live. The police come to her. And then they like start questioning her, but nothing happens. And then as soon, and this is the giveaway in the chapter. As soon as the police leave, she walks up to her basement door, knocks on it, and goes Avery, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. And this is like two thirds of the way into the book. Like, yeah, this is on page like two hundred, and this is like a three over three hundred page book. So the cops really trust Marion because of the story that she laid out. She's like, my husband is really abusive. I don't want to get any abuse, so... Um, I want to keep my name off of, like, records and stuff like that. Yeah. And the reason why Which she's ends blaming... Which being a lie. Which is the reason why she's blaming Ryan is because she's trying to get at Nora, because Nora and William are having an affair with the guy she likes. So... And they all work together. Yeah. Which is another, like, plot twist. So every night in Marion's house, the two of them, like, watch the news together, and Avery is not happy with marion because they both think that they're calling the shots like on each other like marion thinks she's playing avery and avery thinks that she's playing marion and um avery had no idea that marion had like called in this tip and well, was she's, blaming because she's ryan she sees the news and sees ryan get like arrested and she's like i wonder why they're arresting ryan she's like that's not, the, like, that's not in my plans like, like i want my husband like, well, to yeah down. i called in a tip and avery's like why did you call in a tip this isn't how this is supposed to go it's supposed to be my dad who gets caught. So basically and the two of them now are kind of like plotting against to, each other. Yeah. So Marion's like, I am going to have to kill this girl because, um, you know, well, they're both saying that she, right. Avery's like, I have to get out of here now because she's like, I'm going to leave. She didn't tomorrow. know that Marion was locking her in the basement. Well, yeah, she no, didn't know she that didn't she had been locking the she, door. Yeah. No, so she's fully. like, I am going to have to like escape this basement and like kill Marion. And Marion's like, I'm going to have to kill this girl because I don't know. Like they each don't know like what they're each capable of basically. And Avery, like I said, is not, is pissed because Marion is not doing what she asked. Keep in mind, this is also, again, a nine-year-old girl. It's yeah. slightly not believable, but whatever. Maybe so, she's a big nine-year-old. I don't know. So basically, Marion does die. Well, yeah. At so, Avery's and hand. so this is another thing that links Gone right. Girl. Amy kills Neil Patrick Harris's character to escape, make it look like she's a victim. Avery kills Marion, makes it look like she's a victim. She is walking out of Marion's house at the same time the cops are coming up to question Marion because they found out that Marion's been lying to her. And I so. think I think she faints too. I think Avery yeah, faints, like faints, she, oh. and, no, I think Avery faints and falls in the cop's arms, like kind of reminiscent of Amy fainting and falling into Nick's arms. Yeah. Like it, like it goes hand in hand. It's like so irritably similar that like, and that's like the same thing with Gone Girl. You don't find out about Amy until almost halfway through the book. Well, yeah. So the cops obviously are trying to get Avery's story about what happened. The parents, everyone's shocked, obviously, that Avery's alive and um so like gone girl they're prepping for interviews they want avery to you know basically get but the mom is wanting to leave 
the mom is wanting to move because she thinks it's going to be too much for Avery, but Avery is wanting to stay because she wants all the attention. Yes, she wants the, to which, be interviewed, and her mom does not. She's yes. like, no, we need to get out of town because and the cops this is agree. traumatic. The cops said that she shouldn't interview. Yeah. However, the other thing that is very similar with Gone Girl is, is William is pretty much like Nick. He's very skeptical about the situation. He's oh, like, yeah. there's no way that she, like could have escaped like that there's no way that she could have done this mm-hmm. and like this actually happened to her this was totally like a plot she definitely was the one like running this stuff like there's no way that she actually got captured well also because marion volunteers at the hospital so william knows her and he's like i wouldn't have seen this coming yeah and so so basically avery's like no i want to be on camera i want my story heard and she wants to continue or she wants to um she wants to get the popular she wants to be popular with all this she wants to get money she's like there's like book deals coming out yeah there's all this stuff going on and she wants all this money all this fame and the little brother michael is just like i want to leave he's like not that excited that she came back because she's made his life hell he's the forgotten child basically because avery's always getting in trouble and like always needs the attention and everything so let's fast forward to the end. So the interview is taking place and she's being interviewed by, I forgot her name is, but she's like a famous like interviewing person, I think. Yeah, it's like a Barbara, Barbara Walters type of person. And so she's being interviewed and what happens is the woman's asking her questions like, you know, it's going you, fine. you know, it's, she's, at, she's, and the dad, the dad gets invited to come there to kind of like listen to it and like be yeah, there. Yeah, the parents are there listening. And so what ends up happening is like the woman's asking her questions like, you know, but were you we, scared? Did you know it was her? Like, did you like this and that? And you can tell and we read that Avery, every answer is very calculated. She's, she's making sure that she's saying what she needs to say and all that because obviously she you know, maybe yeah, she thing at one up. point so in she says, like, I really... need to like be like smart with how I answer this. Right. But she makes a mistake because she asks, were you mad? Like, were you mad at like what happened? And she goes, yeah, I was mad. I was very mad. She double. And then she like pauses. And, and the interview was like, were you about to say she double crossed And you? so she's like, she pauses and she's like, oh shit. I just messed up. And that's when everyone realizes. And so that's when the narrator is like, were you about to say she double crossed you? And then like, the, like the book kind of goes like the mom was looking at her with her mouth open, like realizing like, oh my God, like William was right. Our daughter is like a sociopath. Like she actually is psychotic. And like. That's kind of how the book ends. Well, and then the, then it goes, the person doing the interview goes, I feel like there's more to this story. And like, when we come back, you're going to give us the enti- the truth, like yeah. all of it. And then it's just like, that's how it ends. And it's just like, oh, it doesn't quite end like Gone Girl, but like. Well, it Gone kind, Girl it's, is it's kind of ambiguous. Well, it's similar because they have, they're both ending interviews. Yeah. And the interview ends with Amy revealing she's pregnant and they pan in a Nick and Nick is just like, this is my life now. Right. I'm, I'm screwed. Like, I can't get out of this. Like, it's, it's, uh. What was her name? Amazing Amy. That's what mm-hmm. it was. Like Amazing Amy came home. I can't leave her now. I'm going to look terrible if I leave. Yeah. And so he's basically trapped. And mm-hmm. so that's how like they play off the ending of that. It's like, yeah, she's pregnant and he's screwed. He's stuck. There's nothing he can do now. 
And in this book, it ends with, like Zach said, the interviewer's like, what did you say? Like you don't, um, it seems uh, like there's more to the story. It seems like there's more to the story. It seems like we need more of like, we need the truth pretty much yeah. because there's more to it. Overall, I gave this book five stars just because, like I said, it's reminiscent of Gone Girl. Gone Girl, I absolutely loved. I gave it five stars. Because it's loosely Gone Girl. I it's mean, obviously yeah. not I mean, it's, know, verbatim. I, well, yeah, it's not perfectly Gone Girl. But at the same time, if you read this story and you read Gone Girl, you could definitely get the same vibe. That's what I'm getting at. The vibe of both of them are very similar. I think I'm going to land on 4.5 stars with this one. Like I said, it's a really fast read. I really, really, really recommend this book. Just a lot of characters, a lot to keep up with. Maybe it's a five star. I don't know. Maybe I'll round it up eventually. But we really, really re recommend this book. And it was like the perfect first pick for book club. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. And I don't know if you can faintly hear it, but Maverick is starting to cry. So we got to we got to wrap this up here. So over on the Instagram, we'll have a post where um, we like, you know, we'll have a new episode um, prompt on Instagram. Let us know your thoughts about the book or you can DM us your thoughts about the book because we had a blast reading this one. The next pick is Black Sheep by Rachel Harrison. So that'll be either the end of October, the episode, or like the first week of November. We'll drop the episode for that. So all depends when we read it. Read that one along with us. And as always, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. Check out the Instagram down in the show notes and our personal or our book Instagrams and our YouTube channels and all that good stuff. And with that, we'll see you in next week's episode. And yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.